good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Augie of the Blago Blabber podcast. I'd like to welcome everyone to yet another episode of the podcast. We're getting closer to 50. I think this is 46 now. And um, NBA trades have officially uh, started to go down. Yes, we're getting closer to the trade deadline, which means teams are going to have to decide if they're going to be buyers or sellers, or if they're going to stay where they are, but expect uh, some movement to happen uh, during the next month, month and a half, whenever the trade deadline is, uh, but expect movement to happen. Um, the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks got together and they made a trade, Cam Reddish to the New York Knicks, and to the Atlanta Hawks, we have Kevin Knox and a first round draft pick. Um, interesting trade guys who have recently been drafted in the last, I guess you could say four years, uh, Kevin Knox in 2018, I believe, and Cam Reddish in 2019. So Cam Reddish went 10th in 2018, one pick after, uh, Rui Hachimura and one pick before Cam Johnson and Cam Johnson, for those who followed the draft was a guy who, um, pretty much skyrocketed in that in that draft there wasn't much talk about cam in probably the two three weeks leading up to the draft and then once the draft kind of rolled around a day day and a half before the draft you know there were rumors that were that he was really climbing up the uh draft charts and that teams really liked his game so you know he ended up going um 11th so since cam Rogers came into the league uh he's 11 points per game which isn't exactly I mean, for a guy who got drafted 10th, that's really not that high. But when you take a look at the team that he that he's kind of around, the guys that he plays with, uh, with Trey Young and then John Collins and, and Capella there, um, it's not really that surprising. He hasn't really held down a starting spot since he came into the league. So maybe not that surprising that he's only averaging 11, but he was on that Duke team that featured um, Zion and Audrey Barrett and um, himself. So he's, you know, back to... Uh, playing with R.J. Barrett, I'm sure he's going to like that. They're used to it from the Duke days for at least one year. Um, the thing about Cam Reddish is his three-point percentage has improved uh, by 5% since he entered the league. And the Knicks are already uh, 11th, so they're pretty damn good when it comes to three-point shooting. Uh, he averaged 13 points per game last playoffs. So it's the series uh, that Lana played against the Bucks. He didn't feature in the series prior to that due to an injury. But I think, you know, based on what he provided the Hawks with in that series, I think a lot of people saw this season as kind of like a breakout season for Cam Reddish, which didn't really happen. But to be fair, Atlanta's been pretty bad the entire season. Um, it just hasn't happened. Some people, I think, had him as a, as like a most improved player, like a six man. And honestly, it just hasn't really worked out for him. Uh, this season and the trade to the Knicks kind of allows him to get more playing time um, and maybe a team that could that could look to to extend him and like I said he's going to be playing with a guy that he's very familiar there with uh, RJ Barrett like I said they spend a year together at Duke and um, yeah his 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 just his minutes has been have been down this season like I said he doesn't really start and this could be a good move for him. It allows him some time to maybe re-up with the Knicks. So once his contract um, does expire, you know, 
depending on how well he does, the Knicks could look to bring him back. But again, it's it's another uh, three-point shooter they've kind of added to Fournier and Burks there. So uh, could be a good pickup for the Knicks. Um, Kevin Knox went ninth overall in the 2018 draft. And this is interesting because the picks after him were actually pretty damn good players right now. So we have 10th was Mikel Bridges, who is one of the best uh, 3 and D guys in the league. Um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who does a bit of everything for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And 12th was Mile Bridges, who has a vote for, you know, maybe even the all-star team, maybe most improved player. So, you know, he kind of went ninth there and didn't really live up to the hype. Although, to be fair, his first season, 12.8 points per game and 4.5 rebounds. Now, he didn't make didn't make any of the uh, all-rookie teams. I think he was close to making the second team, but didn't quite crack it there. Um, but I think it was, at the time, the Knicks kind of looked at it like, you know, we might have a piece for the future here. And all his numbers have basically declined since his rookie season. And that's points, minutes, rebounds, assists, everything is is kind of down for him. And first season, again, started 57 of 75 games, played around 30 minutes. That's pretty damn good for a rookie. Uh, and I get that the Knicks were awful back then, but you know, still, it's a guy, a guy who's taken in, in the in the lottery there, ninth overall. So, I think, I think the Knicks kind of thought that they were going to get a lot more from him. And being drafted ninth overall, honestly, it's it's two guys who were drafted in the lottery, and you could say that neither guy has really lived up to the hype thus far. And I don't think anyone would argue with you. Um, so he gets a fresh start. I think he's going to get more PT for, uh, for the Hawks, um, depending on what you believe. You know, there's rumors that the Hawks could be in almost like a comp- complete rebuild. Um, probably just going to hang on to uh, Trey Young. Probably the only player that's going to stay there out of the big dogs, at least from what we're hearing now. So, you know, guys like Gallinari could be traded. Uh, Bogdanovich, Collins, um, which could open up a spot for Knox to get even more minutes. John Collins stuff, I don't know if I even... I don't know how seriously I take that. He's in the first year of what, like a five-year deal? I don't know. It's just, you know, they they were on a bit of a high last season. They got pretty damn far. They got to the second round or third round, whatever it was. And, you know, they lost to a really good Milwaukee team. And I think their fans looked at it as as the start of something new and something that could last for a very long time. And they've kind of hit the wall already this season. Uh, there are a number of games under 500, I think five or six. So it hasn't really gone to plan, but they've also had a lot of injuries, but that's, it's not really fair to say that because a lot of teams have had, uh, numerous injuries, COVID related or actual injuries, but everyone's been kind of injury riddled this season. So depending on what you could, what you take from that, but like I said, they could very well look to, um, look to trade a number of their players. So all in all, like when I look at this trade, I think it's a good trade for both players and both teams because both were in need of a fresh start. Like Knox is at the point where he doesn't even didn't even get playing time with the Knicks anymore. I think he's at something like eight or nine minutes played per game this season. Uh, but that's not to say, like the Knicks. Atlanta already has a star. I don't know if I'd call Trey Young a superstar. I think that the Knicks need a superstar. Like RJ Barrett's a good player. He's not a superstar. Julius Randle, after what we saw 
you know, in the playoffs last year, he got it from a lot of people. I don't think he's a superstar. He's a really good player, but he's not a superstar. He's not a one or a two. I don't think RJ is a one or a two. And Cam Reddish obviously isn't going to be a one or a two. So they still need that star player that's going to lead them, you know, far in the playoffs. And I think Dame would have been a really good guy to get. Although now that's not going to happen. He's up for the season uh, with an injury. Wish him all the best, a speedy recovery. And Dame just didn't look right all season. So they need someone of that type of stature that could kind of come in and be the number number one guy that you don't really have to question it too much. You know he's a number one guy. And I just don't think RJ and Julius Randle are one and two guys. They're probably three or four guys. Third or fourth options on a really good team. So um, that's just my opinion. Uh, the, the Atlanta Hawks, I don't know honestly where they're going to go from here. I don't think that they're going to get rid of John Collins, but some of the other players that I mentioned could very well be on their way out. Um, the second thing I wanted to talk about, so I'm going to talk about the trade and then this particular player. And I released uh, on my Instagram page, I released a little reel about it. Uh, Jeremy Grant. So again, as the trading season approaches now, uh, a lot of teams are going to be out looking to add a bolster of squads. Other teams are going to be looking to unload players, whether it's because of high contracts or, you know, they're just not competing. Uh, Jer- uh, Jeremy Grant is an interesting player. We've heard talks about the Lakers possibly looking to get into the sweepstakes. Uh, they're probably going to have to give up THT to, to have even a chance of landing uh, Jeremy Grant. Uh, Wizards are an interesting team as well. They started off hot. They've cooled down a lot, but they're still interesting players on the Wizards, to say the least. Um, Hawks, I, have a, I just have a question mark because of the direction that they're kind of going into now. Um, we'll see what happens to them. Maybe they even make a push. And Blazers, I mean, do they go after him even without Dame? Uh, out for the season. We'll see what happens. And I think even the Sixers have been kind of tossed around a little bit, uh, possibly wanting uh, Jeremy Grant. I know there's rumors that Harris could be on his way out. And, you know, at one time, Jeremy Grant did play for the for the 76ers, so he's kind of familiar with the team. But it it's just an interesting, another trade concept to kind of think about. But I think that there's one team that should definitely make a, a run at Jeremy Grant, and that's the Dallas Mavericks. I think he'd be a really good third or fourth option behind Doncic, Porzingis, and even Brunson if you want to throw him into that. He's had a spectacular season. Porzingis is being Porzingis. He's actually doing pretty well this season, although he's already missed 15 games and he's played 26. Only shooting 28% from three. His career averages around 36. So that's 8% lower than what he usually shoots. Pretty interesting. Um, The... When, when you think about the package that could that Detroit could possibly want, it would probably probably be something like um, Powell and or Kleber, uh, Hardaway Jr. Josh Green has been getting more playing time now. Maybe you know Detroit sees something in him. Picks, although I looked at some of the trades that you know kind of pop up when you talk about Jeremy Grant, and it's like wherever he goes. Detroit would want a second or third player from that, um, from the team that they're dealing with. So, I mean, Powell isn't a third or fourth option. 
Hardaway when he's on the court could be like a third. Josh Green, I mean, he doesn't, like I said, he just he started playing more and more this season. The picks are good, but depending on where Dallas finishes, I think Brunson would kind of have to be in this trade, but it also questions like what do you do with with Diallo and you also have Cunningham over there. So does it really make too much sense? Personally, I wouldn't include Brunson in, in any um, grant trades unless, you know, Dallas is getting another guard back. I just wouldn't include Brunson because I think he's had a really good season. 31 minutes per game, 16 points per game, and usage of 23, which is the highest that he's had in his career. And to be fair, the reason why some of those numbers are really high, like the, the points or the minutes per game, is because Dontich has missed, you know, almost like a significant part of the season. He's missed around 10, 11 games. So, which allows, you know, Jalen Brunson to have more of the ball in his hands. Although, to be fair, he was balling even when, when Dontich was, was playing. So, um, I wouldn't really put anything into that stock. Like, he's had a really good season. Um, and Grant just comes with a team-friendly contract. Like, he still has two years, 40 million left. So, 20 million a season. And he's had some playoff experience with um, pretty much where everywhere he's been. Apart from Detroit, he was really good for, for Denver. And that's kind of where he blew up, so to say. And that's where he wanted his money. Thirty, He has 35 games, 21 starts in the playoffs. 10.5 points and 3.7 rebounds per game. He's a gritty defender too. Uh, and he was really good for that Denver team. And I think that was the season where uh, they were without Murray, I think, or something like that. But he had a big um, big contribution in the playoffs. He's a really good defender. And I think adding that to Perzingis, again, how much can you bank on Perzingis? Like, the thing thing with him is he's really good, but he's he's so injury prone. How much can you really depend on him? And I think even if Porzingis was out and you had to stick with Luca, Grant, Brunson, some of these players, apart from maybe Phoenix and Golden State, they can challenge a lot of the other teams, I think, in the West. And that's honestly just what you think of Luca and how good you think he is. But I think that's that's a solid roster. They have a bunch of guys who can play defense too. Finney Smith is there as well. Guys who can knock down threes. So there's a lot of good good basketball players, a lot of good role players on this team. It's just a matter of can they can they finally put it all together and get that second superstar next to Luka. And I don't think Grant or Przingis are like second fiddle players. They're probably third or fourth. When Przingis is really good, he could be, I think, a two. When he's really good. Oh, sorry, when he's not injury, injured. The thing is, he's just injured a lot. Like, he's already missed 15 games. So... That's a question that, you know, Dallas is going to have to kind of look at. Um, and then any team that pretty much needs a third or fourth option come playoff time, I think they're going to come calling and looking for Jeremy Grant. Um, yeah, I just think he's a he's a very good player. Low maintenance. And wouldn't be surprised if Knicks actually looked at him too, maybe. So... We'll see what happens with him, but I really don't think that he finishes the season off in Detroit just because he can be so useful to other teams. And his points per game, I think they've gone down only two points. So he was at 22 last season. He's at 20 this season. And when you take a, when you consider how good some of the Detroit players have been offensively, like putting up numbers, Sadiq Bay, Cunningham, uh, Diallo and these guys, and he's still, you know, he's 
still around the 20-point mark. And he's one of 14 players to average at least one steal and one one block per game, which is something I was like that. That stat to me, I don't know why. I always I take a lot of that stat, the block and and the steal. Um, what you do on the defensive end is is pretty big. So, yeah, I fully don't I I don't expect him to to finish the season off with Detroit. Look for him to get traded, and then you know Detroit can get some nice pieces back too. They could get a a high first or depending on where he goes you're definitely going to get a first round draft pick for him maybe even two again depending on where he goes and the trajectory of the team and what they're willing to give up but you can get at least one probably two um again third or fourth option i think he'd be really good you don't really have to run a lot of plays for him in the playoffs if he could get you probably anywhere from 12 to 15 if he's a third or fourth option i think that's very good and again provides you with defense some energy gritty player i i would i would definitely take him definitely take him on my team um so that's it for this uh, episode a little bit shorter than usual remember you could find the this episode of the podcast on anchor spotify google podcast apple podcast and a bunch of other ones that i can't remember off the top of my head but uh thank you guys for listening and i'll catch you guys again uh down the road sometime thank you